ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to you. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International denomination with over 3,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and an author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 500 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dagwood Mills. That draws us to
Mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud and a rainbow, and his face as the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. He said to me, Go and take the book. From the hand of the angel Take the little bowl and eat it up It will be sweet in your mouth But in your belly it will be bitter Books are a blessing Parchments may call the difference for your life and your life's work Books put you face to face With your prophet and your teacher You'll have revelation The anointing of the Spirit The wisdom and understanding when your word comes, your life and your ministry will change. You shall prophesy to many people in many tongues. You'll be a teacher to the nations, a teacher of kings. By the anointing Books are a blessing Parchments make all the difference For your life and your life's work Books put you face to face With your prophet and your teacher The anointing of the Spirit The wisdom and understanding For when your word comes Your life and your ministry will change Books are a blessing, a blessing Bring the anointing, the anointing, the anointing of bless. 
generation of you who sit at ease, I offer these observations. If the whole body of Christians entered heartily into the Great Commission and loved the souls of their fellow creatures more than they love themselves and more than they love their own lives, they could become candles in the dark. They could become saviors of this world candles in the dark do you want to be a candle in the dark say be a candle in the dark Lord Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says the testimony, of, the testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. Amen. I see you becoming wise as we hear these powerful testimonies. If you believe it, let me hear your loudest. Amen. Amen. And put your hands together for Jesus. Our first testimony is from our brother Raymond. All the way from the prestigious Anakazo Bible Seminary. Put your hands together for him. Raymond, tell us what has God done for you? My testimony is about how God has provided for me and my family supernaturally through how? the ministry of the prophet. Tell us what, what happened. Um, it all began in the year 2015 um, when I was listening to um, a calm message, Why Are You Not a Missionary? Wow. which Daddy preached in London. Okay. Now, in the, in the, in the message, he put five chairs down and he said that after he had finished preaching, he's expecting five people to come and sit on the chair. Wow. Now, after listening to the message, I was convicted. So I wanted to become a missionary. So I went to see my reverend, Reverend Alfred Adigbo, okay. that I wanted to be a missionary. Based on the message you had? Based on the message. So he then t- told me to um, go to the Bible school. 
Now, at that time, my family was going through a lot of financial crisis. Okay. And I was the one taking care of two of my siblings. Okay. So, as I made that decision to go, it looked very foolish because who, who was going to take care of my siblings now? But I still wanted to go because there's this feeling that you, if you don't go, you'll die. Wow. I, had, I had that feeling. When you were listening to the message, when I was you, listening, had, you had a feeling that if you don't obey the call, you'll die. I'll die. Okay. So, I went through it, everything. Even on the day I was supposed to report to the Bible school, a friend of mine came a friend of mine came to me trying to convince me explaining to me why my decision was foolish because who was going to take care of my siblings but on the same day when he left I just went because it was the day I was supposed to report to school I packed my things with the blessings of my parents and I left Wow! by the grace of God all four of my siblings okay. are in the tertiary school how did it happen? now um, God has provided supernaturally Okay. This year alone, my dad has paid over 9,000. 9,000 Ghana cities? Yes. Wow. Now, two of them are in Legon as I, as I speak now. And you are not the one paying for them? I'm not the one paying so for them. So how are you getting the money to pay for your, your siblings? Supernaturally, when it's time for them to go to, to school, maybe when it's time to pay the, 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 the year's fee, mm. an uncle from somewhere, wow. um, a, um, a family member from somewhere wow. will just step in. Oh, I think it's a good place to put your hands together for Jesus. Jesus told the disciples, when I sent you, lacked you anything. Wow. So now all your siblings are in school now. Yeah, one is even in tech. He's an elder. Wow. And, and, and two of them are shepherds in the mega church. Wow. And you are also in the Bible I'm school. I'm in the Bible school in my final year. You are pressing on. I'm pressing you are surviving. I'm surviving. You are eating. I'm eating. You are flowing. I'm flowing. And you are ready to become a pastor. By the grace of oh, God. Oh, I think it's a good place to put your hands together for Jesus. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these other things that people are dying for shall be added unto you wow put god bless you and uh put your hands together for jesus our next testimony is from our brother andrew our brother andrew put your hands together as welcome andrew oh you can do it better the louder your clap the louder your testimony and other shout to it for the lord amen Tell us, what has God done for you? I want to thank God so much for how he has supernaturally changed my life through the messages of the prophet. Wow, so it's like we are experiencing supernatural changes. As you are here, expect a supernatural change in your life. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. Tell us, Andrew. Some years back, I had a friend from the north. He was staying with me in Tema. Okay. Because we were both working, working together. Then, we were living a very bad life. In fact, we were fornicating clearing ladies and doing all sort of things. What do you mean by clearing ladies? Are you a clearing agent? <laughs> explain, explain. We're, we're changing the ladies, especially on Sundays. Sundays were our sacred days. See, Your what? Sundays were very sacred and special to us. Sacred? Yes. Why, why was it sacred? Because Sundays were days that we organized parties and organized programs and we, we changed the girls like, like our shirts. And it was sacred for you? Yes, very sacred to us. Shout, yeah! Okay, so so it continued for a while, but then it got to a time it became worse that we we're even sleeping with people's wives. Hey, mercy. So, so on, on, on one incident, uh, I happened to 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 sleep with a Suyaman's wife. Hey, <laughs> Charlie, people are stepping on. But last week also we had a brother who also slept with a Suyaman's. Hey. May God deliver you from such problems. But then the Suyaman was, was overseas. 
So when he came, so he, he was had... overseeing. You were, you were taking advantage of his wife as he was away. Yes. Mercy. So when he came, he had in the area that I was I was having good time with the wife. Good time. So he came. So he came. He came to the house with some colleague uh, soldiers. Okay. They came to threaten me. He wanted to beat me, but then because he didn't have enough evidence, I defended myself. I told him it wasn't true. So but the next. Did it. Yes, I did it. Okay. So the next week, he came and told me that he's going to the Volta region. In fact, the way I'm. Hey, shout here, our people. Mercy. <laughs> so he told me that he was taking me to the water region. Since I'm denying, whatever can happen will happen. Yes. So I told him he should go ahead and go because I wasn't doing anything with the wife. I was defending myself. Why well, you also from the water region? Yes, please. Oh, hey, my goodness. <laughs> so power past power. So 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 one day I came from work. I was in the room in the middle of the night around two a.m. My dad called me. That uh, one of our uncle from the Volta region called him. That 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 that, that of my uncle is a fetish priest. Okay. So he called my dad. That a certain gentleman came from Accra, and then brought my picture. That I'm, hey, I'm, I'm good wherever they have taken your picture to, I see the blood of Jesus fighting for you. If you believe, a shout, Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. So my daddy called me that. This is a message he's, he's receiving from the Volta region. From the Volta region that he yes. brought your picture there. Yes. Okay. And then, and then it falls in the hands. Where, where he took me to, that fetish priest was my great grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell us. So my dad called me, yes. telling me that this is what he has heard. Mm. And how true is it? I said that it's not true. Just that probably, uh, maybe... He's just lying and trying to uh, maybe do something bad to me. It wasn't true. I was denying myself. I was living lying to my father as well. What happened? So I was very afraid. In fact, when I married him, I was very. I became very afraid. So the next day, I called my friend and told him that Charlie, the life we are living is, is not helping. So let's take it out. So of you, the area. both of you were sleeping with people's wives. Yes, you please. and your friend. Yes, please. Okay. So I told him that let's let's take it out of the area because we were very known in the area as bad people. <laughs> so you were transferring the badness from the area because. Okay. So, so my, my, my friend wouldn't listen. So one day I went to work. When I came back from work, I met police and some other neighbors in my house. Okay. And then I asked them, what did they want? They told me that they were looking for that of my friend. He has run away. The reason was because he was caught sleeping with the man's wife. Again. So he, he, uh, they came to arrest him, but okay. he wasn't around. So I called him before I told him that. I told him that we should take this out of the area. I don't know why you're doing this in my house. So I wasn't happy with him. So that night, I told him now he, he must leave. He thought I was joking. So I packed all his things and then I locked the, the gate and I left the area. So I left the area for about three months. I wasn't in the area. Okay. But then all, uh, during, during this time, there's a certain lady who comes to invite us to church, but I wouldn't mind her. We never gave her the chance to even speak to us about Jesus. Okay. But she kept inviting us to just wow. come to church. Okay. So, one, so when I came back from, I, 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 left, I left the area. I went to a different area. So when I came back, there's this guy from the same church, Thelma Cornerstone Cathedral. Okay. There, there, Chapel International. Yes. So the guy came and told me, I, I was just sweeping the place, tidying up the place, and the guy told me that he wanted me to go to church. From the same church, I said, ah, what is it about this church that people keep coming and inviting me to go mm. to church? So I felt like I honoring the invitation. Okay. To my surprise, when I got to church, Bishop Ishima Sam was preaching powerfully. Wow. And then, and then whilst he was preaching, what message was he preaching he about? He was preaching a message on others. 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 Wow. So when I walked in, I was asked to come and sit close in front. Okay. And whilst he was preaching, he was just walking by me. In fact, once I sat down listening to him, I was very afraid. 
because the message was, was touching. I felt, I, 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 felt, I felt ungrateful to God. I felt my life is useless and I would have died. And then I, the message touched me so much. I felt I you became felt, so selfish. You you have been ungrateful, been ungrateful to, God. to God. Okay. So when you finished me, another call and I responded to that other call and I gave my life to you Christ. You gave your life to Christ. So after that, the message kept ringing in my spirit. Wow. So after service, I called my friend to check on him. When I called him, his phone was off. So I called the mom. The mom told me that, oh, he came to the north a month ago and he has been arrested for sleeping with some, a businessman's wife. Hey! This is a chronic problem. So, my goodness. So gradually... I kept going to church, but then I wasn't very serious in church. All right. I kept going. And then what happened again? I, I kept so going you became born again, gave your life to, to Christ. Christ. But I was very, Catholic. Yes, I was going, but I wasn't very committed. Okay. So one day I went to work. When I came back, I was lying on my bed. I was actually listening to sports. So I changed the station and I, I, I slept. So when I, when, I, when I woke up, I heard that in the middle of an around 12 a.m., that was uh, preaching about others. The same message the same again. Others. Yes. Wow. And in fact, once I listened to that preaching, I felt the day Bishop Sam was preaching about others. It was the same message, the same example. Wow. The same point. Because Paul told Timothy, that which you have heard of me, the same commit to others, faithful people who also teach others. Amen. So while listening to daddy, I became more afraid. Okay. I, 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 I was charged up. I felt I need to be more committed. I need to do more for God. But you have become I, born again. I've become born again. So since then, after listening to the, after having an encounter with that message with, with the prophet, since then I became more committed. Hallelujah. I became more serious. Hallelujah. And by the grace of God, some years later, I happened to join the ministry. I've been joined the Teachers and Follow-Up Ministry. And wow. today, I find myself, by the grace of God, in the prestigious wow. You are in the Anakazo Bible School. Yes, yes. Oh, I thought you would put your hands together for Jesus, for such a great church. Hallelujah. So what do you have to tell us? I want to encourage everyone listening to me that let's keep listening to the message. Let's mm. expose ourselves to it. The words that are spoken are life and they are spirit. Hallelujah. I thank you, Daddy, so much for, for making it possible, making the message available on all mediums for us to listen to it. God bless you so much. Wow. So oh, I thought thank you so put your hands together. God bless you. Our next testimony is from our brother, Peter Adams from Uganda. Put your hands together. Let's welcome Peter to share his testimony with us. Oh, do it better. Be generous with your clap. Peter, tell us, what has God done for you? I want to thank God for a great change in my life. Talk, talk to everybody. And okay. also, I want, to thank, uh, for the, I want to thank for the ministry of our prophet and his prayers that uh, helped me to obey the call of God. How did you experience a great change in your life? Uh, I happened to be in Kenya, southern part of Kenya in Mombasa, uh, a place which was only tourist, or it was a tourism area. So I used to work in the hotel. So in the evening, we would close the hotel, and I would be booked by some guests to take them around in the clubs. I loved music. I hung around with celebrities and some of the DJs. And I yes. caught the anointing of DJing. You caught the anointing of DJs? Yes, please. Mercy. Shout mercy. So because of love of music, I would play it effortlessly to the extent that the boss loved me. And since the hotel was seasonal, like during rain season, they closed. So the boss gave me a place to stay in the premises of the club. So you became a DJ in a club? Yeah, and I became full-time in the club. Full-time DJ? Yes. Okay, in he the gave, club? Yeah, he gave me a room. And he gave you a room in the, in the, in the, in the club. club. Okay. So as a DJ, is like a pastor in the church. The offerings they give you is drinks, is like cigarettes, <laughs> marijuana. And by you anointing... What oh, you're saying is that as a DJ, the offerings they give to you... You know, pastor, they give them offerings. So as a DJ, the offerings we were giving to you were cigarettes and alcohol yeah. and other things. And marijuana. Mercy. So 
because of many people gathered, and at the end of the day, many people loved my kind of techniques and playing. So the the women would give themselves to you. They would give themselves to you. Yes. And please. you had a room there in the club. Yeah, yeah, in the church. Hey, shout here. Mercy. Uh, Solomon said, by your anointing, the virgins love you. But in the other side, uh, by the way you mix, it is the women who are the queens of kings. And um, Katankras women, queen of cat fights, are the ones who give themselves to you. Mercy. So it was wild. Fornication after fornication. So the club organized some shows like gogo strip dancing and all kind of wild things. So, since I lived there, in the morning you wake up into it, you sleep into it. So, <laughs> I was really entangled. But one night, when it was so wild, people had come to an event. I was playing music. Okay. People were dancing weirdly. Some of them were removing knickers, bras. And you were there, you were watching all I was of watching, them. I was playing. Mm. So, at so the I'm end not surprised. of... I'm not to see corruption. Yeah. Corruption. So mm. much evil. So, as they were dancing... Immediately, my spirit was, co- was taken into glimpses of two worlds. You had a vision. Yeah, a vision in the DJ box. Like, there was a, a hell, and there were also things happening. So, the more these people were smoking, the more fire was burning them in hell. Mm. The more they were drinking, the more it's like they were putting fuel in the fire to burn more. And the more I was DJing, the more like I was stirring fire. So, hey. it was really burning them. And I had a voice, what are you doing, Adams? So, when I had that in my heart, and I was confused, so weird... I ran out of, I put the music on the auto mix and I went out of the club. You put it on auto mix? Yes. So that it will mix for itself. For itself. On its and own. I ran on the club, out of the club. And I rolled down on the ground. I cried from the depth of my heart. said, Lord, forgive me. And I, by the time I woke up, people had surrounded me. And I turned back. So that moment, I looked the club from afar. I never entered in. I was fearing. You I had afraid? A, yeah, I was afraid. So I had even a pipeline from some of the white lady who was following me. Okay. Adam, what what has been? happened to you? I said, no, please. I, ran, I thought he was an agent. I ran out. So I came back home. But when I came back home, I reconciled with my parents. After 12 years, they never saw me. I was lost. They had buried me. They had forgotten me. My dad was very happy to see me. Wow. And I reconciled with my parents. But there were things still following me. I took a passport. I wanted to come back even forever. I, wanted all, I was confused. I wanted to join maybe an army and serve just an army and die for my country. So I came into the town of my country and one time I was introduced to the church, which was a lighthouse. Lighthouse Chapel yes, International. Please. Where? Yeah. Uh, in Tebe. In Tebe to, is where? In Uganda? In Uganda. I want to thank my pastor, Reverend Bernard Kuranteng, a missionary in wow. Uganda. So he, he was teaching about many are called from that book. And uh, I had all the characters and was really touched that a God can call a murderer like Moses. He can mm. call a person with poor, poor background. Hallelujah. Like Gideon. So I started going to church every day. And by the grace of God, uh, I was uh, given a post of an usher. I started playing music for the dancing style. So, so the new a DJ had become an usher. Oh, yeah. put your hands together. Yeah. The change has started. Yeah. Wow. So I started playing music for the dancing style. And I realized even I like the music, which has a message. And that we can dance, we can enjoy. So wow. I played for the events. And that world was fading away from me. So we went for so many camps. And God saw me into me. The, the, world more I was change, the more I was changing. That's so right. one time... My fellow chef had asked, Adam, I think, what are you doing next year? After I graduate, let's go to the Anakazo Bible. Okay. I said, oh, come on. I didn't accept. The second time, another friends of mine who are from Rwanda are here in Anakazo. They said, Adam, can you come to Anakazo? I believe pastor can, uh, your pastor can send you to Anakazo. You're a potential pastor. I said, I will see. 
But one day I was listening to uh, on the car of uh, I was listening to the camp. A the camp. beautiful job. The beautiful job. The beautiful job. Okay. So as I was listening, I was listening all the messages from all that free from useful last, all the messages, all the things that I was listening. It was touching me. But I was still stiff. So one day the prof, uh, the, my pastor came into the meeting of Shepherd and said, Adam, uh, I think they want people to Anakazo. Would you go? I was reluctant. But people raised their hands. I didn't. So <laughs> I came back home. But I was sleepless that night. I was, sleep, I was struggling with making a decision. But when it came to a prayer in the track, the principle of waging war. In, in the same camp, the, the beautiful same camp, job. The beautiful so job. you came back home and you were listening to the to camp. To that camp where the prophet preached about uh, selecting and maintaining the aim. That's right. Yeah, and also maintaining the morale. So when he went to the prayer and said, Father, we thank you. Mm. And he went on for the, for the job of a, being a scientist. And they went on, he said, who are these ones? Mm. These are nobodies. Mm. These are non-entities. But mm. I thank God you have laid hands on them. Hallelujah. So when I had nobodies, I had non-entities. Mm. I said, that is me. Hallelujah. He said, thank you, Lord. Mm. Well, are they going to destroy themselves? Mm. Are they going to destroy themselves? No. no. Mm. He who takes my mantle Hallelujah. is coming into dignity. Hallelujah. Who he takes my mantle is rather running away from foolishness. Hallelujah. I said, Lord, Come on. I want to run away from foolishness. Mm. I said, Lord, I want to come into dignity. Hallelujah. Change me, use me. He who takes the mantle yes. comes away from foolishness. I accept it. And he was crying in the prayer. It touched me. Jesus. And when prophet blesses us, he said he blesses us from his intestine. But to me, he was blessing us from also his transformer, the powerhouse, which is in his chest. So I felt the prayer were pulling me. Were pulling me so much. I called my pastor that night. What happened? I called my pastor that night. I said, Pastor, I will go. Hallelujah. So wow. I accepted. So when I accepted, so now you are now in the Anakazo Bible Seminary. Now by the grace of God, I'm in the Anakazo Bible Seminary. Becoming a pastor. Becoming a pastor. Wow. I want to thank the prophet wow. for the traveling prayer. Wow. I'm here, Daddy, because Put of your hands prayer. together. God bless you. For a powerful testimony. Hallelujah. Wow. Amen. Our last testimony from my brother Emmanuel. Let's put our hands together for Emmanuel. Wow, put your hands together for powerful testimonies. Emmanuel is going to share his testimony next week. God bless you and thank you for staying with us. God bless you. Emmanuel, okay. My so, testimony is about Grace how Grace has God, found you. My testimony is about how God saved me from the power of occultism, fornication, and idolatry through the ministry of our prophets. I was born into a family where everybody worshipped idols. We're 34 in the family. So... I, I suppose I, I happened to be my father's favorite. Even though I was young, he traveled with me everywhere in the Volta region. And Please. Shout here! Yeah, bro. So, Mercy. Um, in the year 2000, when he was about to die, he wanted to hand over everything to me Please. to be his assistant, to take over the fetish, everything, to take control. Even though I was young, I was 15 years by then. So he said I have to stop school and be a full-time priest so you, to be in the office and I'll be taking care of people and all that. And what happened? It continued like that till I became 24 years and it now moved to changing women, a lot of women. From a fetish priest now? Yeah, a lot of women. women because like, if you are in that position you have to take a lot of wives if you want to marry. So mine was not a wife, but it was just guests. Plenty, eight, five, like that. So wow. when, I, when I was um, 25, I moved to Nigeria. And then I joined, uh, I, have, I have a friend who also belonged to 
my area, my group. So he introduced me to a, a, an awkward grandmaster who wanted to give me money and give me more power. In Nigeria. In Nigeria. So we joined and we went to cemetery. We did a whole lot of sacrifices. And then the money came. When the money came, I was then asked to sacrifice a woman, virgin blood, to purify the money before I can use it. And I became very terrified because it's something that I've never done before. And we try every process, every means to get it, but we fail. What happened after that? And then later, I decide that I have to come back to Ghana. Because they told me that without a sacrifice, you are going to die. And I saw my life very confused. I don't know what I was doing. So I said, no, let me run back to Ghana. Mm. So I came back to Ghana. That was 2012. And I told my auntie, all that happened to me. And he said, you, you have to give your life to Christ. And I asked of one of uh, her sons called Johnny. And he said, oh, she said, oh, now there, he is serious with God. He's very serious. So I have to see him. So when I got to his house, I saw him praying. He locked the door there. He was praying. I was just hearing noise like five people arguing in the room. Mm. So when I knocked and he opened, he was the only one praying in the room. I said, ah, wow. what is this? In the Volta so, region. In the Volta region. So, but that, he was in Lighthouse, but I never knew. I never heard of Lighthouse. Okay. So I told him all that happened. I said, I, I need God now. It's only God who can save me. So I need God. I was shivering. Then he told me that I will take you to church. I will take you to Lighthouse. And I said, wow. okay. Then he took me to Lighthouse. The pastor preached, Reverend, uh, uh, it was Reverend by then, Reverend Jamina, but now he's a bishop. He preached very powerfully, but at the end of the message, I couldn't hear the altar call. I don't know whether I fell asleep or something happened to me. I never hey. knew. I didn't hear anything Your again. Your people had followed you to the church. I t- <laughs> Shout mercy. So, I lost that opportunity. That was 2nd uh, September. So, on the 9th September 2012, I went again. Then I was very attentive. I said, let me hear this altar call and go. Remember, he said, if you want to give your life to Christ, I was the first person. I ran forward and I, I gave my life to Christ. Hallelujah. He prayed for me and then he kept out uh, advising me that I should do something in the house. Because of my work, I used to travel outside. So I traveled one time and I, I had a dream. Evil spirit, this evil spirit, they were chasing me. A lot of them, they were chasing me. I was running, running. I got to a place, I got stuck. There's nowhere to go like a wall. There's nowhere to go. So this one, I'm finished. So when I lift my head, I, did, I saw our prophet suspended in the wow. air. He was wearing white wow. like this. Then he was pouring blood. Hallelujah. He was pouring blood all Hallelujah. over me. All mm. over me. But I never knew him. I just saw his picture. Mm. But I said, hey. So when I look around, all the demons, all the evil spirits disappear. Wow. Every so, demon that is following you, as the prophet mounts the pulpit, you are going to live your life in the name of Jesus. So I then called my reverend and I told him this is what happened. He said, wow, you are covered. So then he introduced me to the messages. They've been listening to the messages. And as I kept on listening to the messages, I never have that kind of bad dreams. Wow. I never saw anything in my dream. Wow. And then I happened to also have a camp with Bishop Sam. He called me. Amen. He said, come. So where are you now? I'm in a Council Bible School now, wow. by the grace of God. We're a from, pastor now. I'm, I'm becoming a pastor my final year. Wow. I'm a full-time priest now. I'm becoming a, a priest pastor. for Christ. Hallelujah. Now, I thank God so much. Put your hands me. together for powerful testimonies. Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying This is what pertains to the ministry From 25 years old and above 
they shall serve in the tabernacle of the But at the age of 50 They shall step back from the priesthood They will assist their brothers in the service of the Lord Younger people will take up the ministry This is your time to work From 25 to 50 This is your season 25 to 50 It is the best time of your life To work for the Lord 25 to 50 25 to 50 25 to 50 25 to 50 It is good for a man That he bear the yoke In his youth must understand that you don't have forever you cannot postpone the time of your sacrifice do you remember how young and innocent you were when you started walking deeper and deeper and deeper in sin you were not too young to walk and live in sin How can you be too young to do the work of the Lord? This is your time to work from 25 to 50. This is your season, 25 to 50. It is the best time of your life to work. a warning The night is coming when no man can work This is the time to work for God This is the time to fight to fill the house of God Whoa 
Stand to your feet and give the Lord a shout. In Matthew chapter 17, Jesus took the disciples away to the mountain. And the Bible says in verse 4 that Peter turned to Jesus and said, Master, it is good for us to be here. I don't know where you came from today. I don't know what you are expecting from God. I don't know what you need God to do in your life. But turn to four people and say, it is good for us to be here and I believe God has a blessing for us God has a word for us God has a prophecy for us first love, give the Lord a shout give the Lord a scream as we welcome to the stage our father the prophet bishop, dad I can hear you we are at the prophetic encounter with bishop dad he was there Today, for the blessing that is poured upon us, we are grateful, Jesus. We are grateful. Thank you. Thank you. This is so special to be in your presence and to be called to be believers, to walk with you. Guide us mightily into the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your blessed power that is upon 
every life here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Now thank God that your life is permanently changed by today's service. Today's service marks a turning point in your life. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. Now, today, God is changing your life permanently. Amen? Now, the lovely voice of God is very important. In Psalm 105, the Bible says, He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron until his, the word, until the time that his word came. So the word of God, a a particular word has great power to change your whole life. You know? So in being here today, you must expect that a word, a word that can change everything is coming your way today. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him or the call of God, the word test, the word tests you. There's a word that tests you and then there's a word that when that word comes, a change comes in your life. Now you hear the gentleman who gave the testimonies. You see that they were in captivity whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron like the young man from Uganda, Entebbe. Entebbe. You must have heard of the Entebbe raid. Idea means time. When the Israelis went in to save um, their people. And Netanyahu's brother, only brother, was killed. He's the only person who died among the Israeli team. He's the brother of President Netanyahu. And that town, Entebbe, we have a church there with our own building project going on a mighty cathedral that is being built in Entebbe. Are you glad about that? That somebody can be saved in Entebbe. He sees fire, the smoke is pouring the alcohol, the fire is getting wilder. But right in such a place, we, are, we have a church and people are being saved and even coming to the Bible school. Thank God for Anakazo Bible School. Amen. 
So until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Everybody is really changed by a word. It's a word that sort of shifts you on. Even somebody say, come. Or somebody say, wait. That's it. And that's the word that comes. Like L.P. Vivaldi said, I don't even remember. But she said that, I just asked, where is the girl that sang in the, in the morning? And that was the word. And from that time, she has been traveling with me all over the world. Singing at crusades. Amen. So, your word is coming today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Now, today, I have with you again a very important message about faith. Yes. Now, faith, very, very important. Let's look at Hebrews 11. I'm talking about the prophecy of faith. The prophecy of faith. What faith predicts that it can do for you. And faith comes by hearing. So the more you hear, the more you see and the more you experience in God. Because the more you hear, the more you believe. Hebrews 11 verse One, faith is the substance of things we hope for. It's the evidence of things we don't see. By faith, the elders obtain a good report. But all the way down in Hebrews 11 and verse... uh, Let's look at verse 24. By faith, Moses was born... He was hidden three months by his parents because they saw that he was a proper child. By faith, Moses, verse 24, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith, he chose to suffer affliction rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. By faith, he Esteem the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath. So through faith, you can forsake big cities, important places, and walk away from them and say, I'm following God, and you'll achieve great things. That's the only way to be a missionary, by faith. I had a, a young man here. He was with us in, um, since we were at um, the other side on the campus. And um, I told him to go be a missionary in Mozambique. And he's there now by faith. He forsook Accra, forsook Ghana. He's up in the north of Mozambique in Tete. Where is Caesar? Tete. Yeah. He's building a church. By, by faith, you can forsake Egypt. 
So, we don't have missionaries because we don't have faith. Without faith, you can't be sent anywhere. You can't send anyone. You can only preach about money. About how to get more money. So, by faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood. All these crazy things. He did them. Because he had faith. Sprinkling blood all over your house. Now we sing the blood, by the blood, by the blood. It looks normal. <laughs> but you needed faith to do them. But I wanted to notice this 29. Because it, it, it contains something that is so critical for every Christian to see. It says, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. You see, in every experiment for science students, you'd understand. So let me explain to the art students that when we do an experiment, we have something we call the control. And the control, you do something different. Even drugs, we have what we call a placebo. They'll give you this drug, then they'll give another group of people powder, like chalk or nothing, just maybe vitamin C or something, you know, or just, you know, a placebo, there's nothing in it. And then they see those who took the placebo, what happened? And those who took this medicine, what happened? That's how we test drugs. So scientists, there's a difference between an MSc and an MA. A master, MSc, you know, and an MA, arts and science. The science has more, what do you call it? Scientific things with it. It tests and you prove with facts and data and figures. Are you there? Yeah. That's why the data shows us that our leadership is deficient scientifically. There's something wrong with the way we do things. That the data shows us not, it's not just a a feeling. So, the Egyptians are the control in this experiment. Let's try and walk through the Red Sea. And then here is the Israelites using faith. Let's try and walk through the Red Sea. So there you see the difference between somebody who has faith and somebody who doesn't have faith. By this particular experiment. So even art students are now becoming scientists. Because you are seeing an experiment in the Bible. That's the control. What you can do when you don't have faith. And what you can do when you have faith. Yes. And when you try the same thing. That somebody who has faith is doing. And you don't have faith and you are doing you see that there will be a big difference. That's why I say when we are taking offerings, never feel sorry for the church. That, oh, the church needs my money. No, 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 no. Church doesn't need your money. You will grow to find out. You know, long ago, the Lord told me the church will always be far richer than you. The church is a multi-giant compared to any of us who are in the church. We are just little fries in the church. The church is a mighty organism. No one's personal, if, if he's a 
if it's not a church owned by somebody. But our church is not owned by anybody. It's not owned by me. It's not owned by my children. So the church is mighty. Amen. Amen. So when you are giving, don't think, oh, poor church. Let me add five CDs to the church to help the church. Please, I'm, I'm informing you that the church has more money than you have. By far. And, the, and this church is also not in debt by the grace of God. Okay, so apart from that, we also don't owe anybody in terms of like a bank or any of those kind of things. Alright? So don't, don't feel sorry for the church. And don't feel sorry for man of God, if you are going to sow a seed, if you are coming to sow a seed in my life, don't feel sorry for me, because I have more than you have. Far more than you have. So never give thinking that you are solving a problem or you are uh, having sympathy or pity. No. I've never conducted myself in that way. If you feel you want to honor, then you do so. So do the things you do with faith. Because if you give money without faith, the Bible is showing us here, by faith, some people tried to pass through the Red Sea and it worked. (laughs) And then those without faith also tried to do the same thing and it didn't work. On the same day. Huh. This is it. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as, dry, as by dry land. Danny boy, can you lower your, your grand piano thing so we can see? And then by faith, the Egyptians are saved. It's another English word. Oh, please. This 15, 16, whatever, that they, they wrote this English. But it's still the best translation. By faith, what the Egyptians are saying to do, were drowned. So, faith is a very great thing to have. And faith comes by hearing. I I want you to really, faith faith is not like, oh, I I think something, I think something strongly. No, no. Faith is obedience. Faith is obedience and obedience is faith. Faith is acting on things you believe. You, You do things because you believe them. I believe this, that's why I'm doing this. I'm praying. That's why prayer is one of the greatest acts of faith. Praying. Because God is like an unfriendly friend who you talk to for a long time. He doesn't say yes, okay, I, I see, I understand. He says nothing. Can you imagine that? Me, I don't flow with people who just give this staccato answers. Do you know staccato? Staccato in music. When you are playing music, but staccato is staccato. That's staccato. And then it's not staccato, then it's and when it's staccato, okay. So you can't easily flow with somebody who has this staccato answers. 
Oh, hello, how is it? I was so nice you and I told you, look, yes. Oh, hello, I thought it was so, so nice. I would see you, I don't know. I see. And they said a thumb. Thumbs up. By now, we should have left God altogether because he doesn't even give us a staccato answer. He gives no answer at all. You, you are just there when you finish. You have to believe that there was a God. He was in heaven and he heard what you said. And that's it. Faith. That's why prayer is one of the highest acts of it. When you see a man of prayer, you are seeing a man of faith. Yeah. So my friends, faith is a very big thing when you see somebody who has faith. Yeah. And you see that even in the government, the governments, they, they, they see people, they have no education, they have nothing, but they have faith. And you see that the government is forced to relate with such people because they have something that is something intangible that they have. You can't tell exactly what it is they are. That's why there's so much fighting over the prophecies. Why should you prophesy that we, we, we will not win the election? Why should you prophesy that I will die? And so on. Because they know that there's some kind of power working. So faith is something you must develop. And I'll tell you, don't, 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 don't. You see, faith is like humility and pride. It's like it's invisible. It sort of comes onto you as you hear. Gradually, you become a man of faith without knowing that you are a man of faith. Yes. You know, one day somebody called me and said, oh, you are a great man of faith. And I laughed. Because I, I don't feel faith. I don't feel full of faith. But if I look at my life, the life, see, the Bible says the just shall live by his faith. If I look at my life, what I, what I am doing and what I have done, realize that most, almost everything I'm doing is based on a belief that I have. So I'm living by beliefs fully. I write books because of a vision I had God gave me to write books. He told me to write. And I believe that that thing that I, I had, you may think it's a thought, but I believe that it was God's voice. Then I, I had a vision, and you may think that I'm having hallucinations, but I believe that I'm not having hallucinations. I'm seeing visions. And I had a vision to pray for people at crusades. That's why I pray for people at crusades. So the things I'm doing, I'm doing because of my beliefs. One day I gave a car to somebody. I've given a number of cars as seeds. I don't know. It's not something that... That even occurs to me, but I mean, but it occurred to me that I have not sown such a seed before. That it's a good thing to sow a seed like that. It will cause a harvest to come. Recently, God laid on my heart to help somebody's church. Not a, it's not a, our church. And somebody said, oh, why? How do you do so much for this? I said, no, it's a seed. 
It's a seed. It is good for us to sow. It will, it will, as we help somebody to have a, a building, we'll have a thousand buildings. It's, it's a belief. It's not, it's not out of need. And it's not towards the person. It's towards God. Yes. If you build a house for God, God will build a house for you. If you believe it will happen to you. So in this season, you are becoming a mighty man of faith. And others will try to do what you are doing, but it will not work. No, no, no. Now, Hebrews 11 verse 32. And today I have only three points. What more shall I say? What more shall I say? For the time, time would fail me if I wanted to tell you about Gideon and I wanted to tell you about Barak and Samson, Jephthah and David and Samuel and of the prophets. Time would not allow me to tell you about these people. So, Time was not allowing him to tell, but time is allowing me to tell you. So I want to tell you about Gideon in Judges chapter 7. Then Jerubal, who is Gideon, and all the people you know, God called this Gideon. He was a weak man. He was a, he, was a, he was a normal person, just like all of us. All right? And then he decided to obey God. Let's just look at this. And it says, Then Jerubal, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him, rose up early and pitched beside the well of Harod, so that the hosts of the Midianites were on the north side. Are you with me? Verse 2. Judges chapter 7 and verse number 2. Now the Lord said to Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, My own hand. Has saved me. The people are too many. You know. (laughs) uh, It takes faith to believe that you have too many people. If I tell you there are too many people. You say ah. But that's good. A lot of people on your side. But God said the people are too many. I don't want all these people. On your side. Verse 3, now therefore go to proclaim in the ears of the people saying, whoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people 20 and 2,000 and there remained 10,000. Now a simple announcement Please, somebody should do the calculation. Get your, if you know you can't calculate, take your calculator out, please. 
and just do the calculation, 22,000 left, remainder 10,000. So 22 plus 10 is 30. So 22 over 32 times 100 is the percentage of people who are afraid in a standard congregation. Calculate it and what does it come to, please? 68.75%, which is approximately 70%. Yeah. Which is the majority. Yeah. Strong majority. You can change the constitution with that. Somebody's informing you we can change the constitution with fearful people. So fear is a very strong thing. It's an evil spirit. So the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. So it means 70% had an evil spirit. Scary. And God says, I don't want these supporters. I don't want them in my team. Wow. So, from today, you are free from fearful people. Hey, if you are with a fearful person, everything you suggest, oh, but uh, there is, what do you call it here? What about this? What about this? That's why people don't go on missions. Well, that's why people don't want to be sent anywhere. Are you sure? Hey, is, is, is it safe? Uh, what, what, what about this? Yeah, you know, let's be careful, you know. Uh, oh, it, it looks like advice, but it's actually a spirit of fear. Yes. Are you sure you can pass your exam if you go to church? Uh, you know, what is it? Listen to the children. The stories of people's lives. We are hypocrites. You ask what they are doing on this campus. Go there and see what they are doing there. Do you think they are learning from morning to evening? Some people have lectures only on Thursdays and Fridays. Some people have not been to school. Three years. And their final year. Yes. Some of you are here. You know yourselves. The only right eye is. Only right eye is and exams. That's it. No lecture. What? They don't go for lectures. Yeah, because you have one thousand five hundred people in one lecture, in one class. You can't hear. Yeah, it's a convention. Are you sure? Are you sure it's safe? Are you sure you should go to church? Let me tell you something. If you are a parent, eh? If you are a parent and your child has found God. And you start to restrict your child who has found God. You should know that you are being used by Satan. Yes, as a parent. Yes, your child has found God. Look at the options that your child has. When the people start give their testimony, I sit back and I wonder that. Ah, where are these people from? These are ordinary people here. When the Londoners, the team of London people came. University of Birmingham, University of Nottingham, University of this, and they were all sitting and telling us what they've done. You want to fall out of your chair. Now you have these people, somebody from Uganda, from here, from different stories. So when God is catching your child, you should rather be like Samuel's mother who made a little coat 
and brought for her baby boy and said, have this coat. Let me support you with this coat. You think that you are ministering advice, but you are actually full of a spirit of fear. Yes. And God said, I don't need these people. 70% of the people, I don't need them. I don't need them. Verse 4. And the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are still too many. Lord, you have sacked most of the people in my life. And the Lord said, I still don't, there are too many people. Bring them down to the river and I will try them. I will test them. God was going to give them a test. And there it shall be that of whom I say, they shall go, then they are the ones that will go. If I say this one will not go, he's not going. Verse 5. So he brought down the people to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue as a dog, eh, lappeth, him shall thou set by thy side. And everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink. Continue the next verse. And then the number of them that lapped, putting the water to their mouth, okay, were 300. Okay? But all the rest bowed down on their knees to drink water. Are you there? Verse 7. And the Lord said, no, go back to this verse 6. Look at what they did. The number that lapped, putting the water, some drank water like this. And some like this. So you see, 300 of them, they were alert. They put, they put the water to their mouth. But some people, when they see some small relaxation, ah! they put their whole head into it. They've forgotten everything, just small water that you've seen. You forgot it. One marriage that you've married, you forgot it about the whole. Small prosperity that you've got. Ah! But there are those who are taking small the prosperity at the same time, they are alert. Only 300 are not overcome and overwhelmed by that small blessing that they have. Only 300. The rest. Ah! I'm sure they started swimming. Some of them started. (laughs) Hallelujah. So God said, you know something? I don't need all these people who are so impressed with small water that I've given them. It has become their main thing. They are are not alert anymore. Verse 7. And the Lord said, by the 300 that lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into thy hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. That is 10,000 minus 300. That's 9,700 people can please go back to your houses, please. Is it not amazing? Verse 8. 
So the people took victuals and their trumpets and he sent them away. Verse 9. And it came to pass the same night the Lord said to him, Rise and get thee down. Hallelujah. Get thee down, for I have delivered it into thy hands. Amen. And he went down and he fought and he won. And he destroyed the camp of the Midianites that day. Hallelujah. Now, the great lesson to learn, it says in Hebrews 11.32. Hebrews 11.32. Hebrews 11 verse 32. What more shall I say? For time would not allow me to tell you about Gideon. So Gideon was a great man of faith. And the act of faith was to trust God that even if you are not with the majority, you can still be successful. You see, years ago when we started the church, the Lord spoke to me and asked me to sack somebody who was the source of all my criticism were criticizing me all the time. I'm now starting, I'm now learning how to preach. I'm always afraid I'm, as I'm preaching. And you're always talking about me, saying I don't know how to preach. I don't preach like this. I'm not called. I'm not anointed. So the Lord said to me, cast out the scorner and strife shall cease, contention shall go. Let him live. But you see, I knew that this guy, when he lived, because he was the friendly person. And I was the unfriendly one, even though I was the leader. Not that I was unfriendly, but I was more serious. I mean, I'm just, just myself. I was just myself. Yeah. Am I unfriendly to you? Well, I was, he was far more nice and friendly than, than I was. Yes. And everybody knew him. And everybody was his friend. And I said, he should go. And I knew that when I say go, he's going to go and the whole lot of them are going to go. Yeah. But I see, to, to have faith is to obey God. Faith is always obedience. And obedience is faith. So I said, I had a meeting. I called all the pastors, I mean the leaders, to my room. I said, come. I sat on the floor. And I said, leave the church. Why? I said, I cannot really say why, but you are always criticizing me. So go. So, it's not a problem. I can stay, do announcement, do what I say. No, I don't want you here. Go out of the church. He went, and the next Sunday he was at the source of the criticism, standing on that stage, the very next Sunday. And he was, he went, and all his people, his fans, and his friends, they all went with their wagging tongues. Yes. <laughs> and I was left with a few people. Few. We were so few left. That's Gideon with 300. Yes. Never be afraid of being few. Most of our politicians are, are not able to do well because they are afraid of being few. If you say the right thing, people will not support you. You will not have backing and you will not have votes. 
That's, that's why the, the confusion, you, you see, we are building the largest slum in Africa at Sodom and Gomorrah. The largest. The largest used to be in Kenya, but I think we are probably going to overtake them. And all over slums, because people feel if you do the right thing, you will lose popular support. You see? But I will not mention his name, but perhaps one of the most popular politicians in Ghana today is someone who doesn't really care about what people think. Yeah. And by doing, saying what he thinks and what should be, has made him rather popular. But there they are, they are, are such weaklings that they cannot stand for something. Yeah, because it's all a game of this group will support me, this group will support me, this group support me, this group support me. That's why the country is like a ship on the sea without a particular engine on, just drifting along. By the sea itself moves things. The country is like a ship without an engine. That's because if you lie on the sea, the sea would take, there, there are currents that take you deep. So at a point in the sea, you have to be careful because you go further out. From the top, there are currents at, the, and there are at different levels, different. Some are going here, here, different. I don't know how it's created. So you go, you move in a direction anyway. So if you want to be a spiritual leader or a spiritual giant, you have to learn not to depend on people like me. A lot of people are saying, then you are confident. If you are going to marry somebody, a lot of people say, it's good. Some of the people who recommend, oh, this one, she's very good, or this brother is very whatever, that a lot of people say, it's not like that in real life. Yes. And you should never be deceived when people are asked to come and make comments. Everybody is forced to say good things. And everybody can say good things. This is standard protocol. You have to say good things all the time. So, it's, oh, there's no, by all means, in the, there's something to say. Well, there must be something good to say. Even Hitler had good parts. If Adolf Hitler had died in 1939, he would have been considered perhaps one of the greatest, if not the greatest leader ever on earth. Because he transformed Germany totally from the time he came to power in 1933 to 1939. Germany was transformed from a country that they used to take a wheelbarrow full of money to buy one loaf of bread. Yes, he converted the country into a solid, prosperous nation. The autobahn, the motorways which they built called autobahn, that's what they are still using. And this car, VW, it is his invention, the Volkswagen, the people's car, and so many things. So there's good in everybody. So I'm saying to you, do not make yourself, ah, if everybody is going on missions, then I'm going on missions too. (laughs) If everybody is going to the program, I'm going. If everybody is going for outreach, then I'll go. If everybody is going for the prayer meeting, then I'll go. Then you are not a man of faith. Gideon was a man who didn't care who is not going. 
Because a lot of people won't go anywhere to do the, to do the right thing. So, oh, everybody is going, so we are all going. No. There will always be a time you have to stand for what you believe. If you are part of this church, a time will come where the group you came with will not come. And you have to say, for me and my household, we are going to serve the Lord. I don't care what you do. It's not about the group. Look carefully at your classmates. Look carefully at your colleagues. At a point you see that you, to be a man of faith, you have to say, even if 22,000 people, 70% are not with me, cool. If Okay, let's do 300 over 32,000, please, times. 0. 0.9. 0.00, Mary. 0.009 is different from 0.9. Joshua, are you an art student? Calculate it well. Calculate it well. 300 divided by 32,000. 0.009. Point zero zero nine times hundred. So it's point nine point nine three seven five. So roughly for the art students, one percent. One percent of people follow you. You say yes, I'm doing it. If only one percent are virgins, be in the one percent. So what? Charlie, you are a fool or to be a virgin. So no, I'm in the 1%. I don't care. I'm 1% virgins and I'm doing it. If I'm 1% who prays, 1% who fasts, you can't look at people to know whether to pray. So they are all not praying. Oh, are you going for the all night? I'm not going. Will you go? I'm not going. Will you go? When, when you hear that question, I'm not going. Will you go? Satan is speaking. Yes. A man of faith is not a man of the people. Uh, what people. What people want. You see what I'm preaching. When I preach about. when I, People laugh at me when I was preaching about loyalty. They mock me. So many pastors have confessed. The mocking that they mocked when we're preaching about loyalty and faithfulness. I said, it's not something you teach. But later on, they, they came along. So even if you are 1% preaching, I love to preach about salvation. I'm doing crusades. I, it doesn't matter who is doing crusades. Oh, we are all doing crusades. We don't all have to do crusades. You do crusades, it's up to you. I'm doing crusades. I'll spend a lot of money to evangelize. A lot of money. Yeah, it may not be what you think is right. But I'm doing it. I'm building churches more. <laughs> ah, that's what I believe. It doesn't I don't have to be like, we are 78 men of God who are doing this. No. Most of the places where we've preached, they say, oh, the last time we heard this was 36 years ago. When we were in Harare in, in Zimbabwe, they said, somebody 36, the last crusade they had it was 36 years ago. When Bonke came. So anybody who is 40 never saw a crusade. Well, you're not Harari. Is it not true? 36 years. To be a man of faith, you can't be looking to see who supports me. Who supports me? 
Who agrees? Yeah. And that's why politics is so different from faith. Because for me, if I was, if I was going to do something, I'd say, you know, we are starting here. That's how I build. I say, we start now. Yeah. When we're building the Kodesh, I said, we are, we are going to build. I, I was there on Saturday. It was a warehouse. And I look at the professional, what have you, contractors and so on. I told them, on Monday, on Monday, on Monday, I'm going to dig. I came myself with a red paint and I marked the Adelaide Chapel on the floor. I marked it. I said, from here to here. There's the church. On Monday, we are, we are digging. If you are here, you have the project. If you are not here, you will not be. On Monday, I was there in the morning. You are not here. I found who will be. I said, start digging. That's the church. That's why nothing is done in the country. It's not done that way. I believe. I believe in speed. If you don't believe in it or not, I'm sorry. If you if you don't work, if you don't move fast, I can't work with you. Yeah, if you don't work fast, I can't. Be, I can't. I will disconnect from you quickly. You cannot look for the majority, the sleeping majority, fearful majority, for anything you are going to do with God. Holiness. Those who smoke, those who don't smoke, those who drink, those who don't drink. I am not shy of what are the things I haven't engaged in before. It's not a problem. You may think whatever, but that's your problem. Yeah. I may be 1%. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm with children in the church. All my members are children. All, as far as your eye can see, they're all young Boys and girls. Are you not boys and girls? It may sound funny to you. But yesterday I was reading a book, Rejoiner's book, chapter 10, Touch and Sword. He said, he was, it, was in, it was in a prophecy. He met an old minister and he told the, the minister, he said, the reason why your church is small is because you, are, you don't have young people. And then you have not put young people into position. Yes. That's the reason why your church is small. If you had used young people, your church would not be as, the congregation would not be as small as it is. It was in the vision, if you, if you care to read it. Yeah. I use young people, I use women. Yeah, the ones sitting here. No shame. You use, you can use amphibians, you can use uh, uh, reptiles. Uh, this is what I'm using. It may not be what you are used to. Yes. Yes. So, dear friends, to follow God, if you are looking around to see who is on my side, who is, who else, who, who, who else, who else <laughs> is like me, you can never serve God well. Paul said, if I was to be a servant of men, I should not be a servant of Christ. You can't serve the two. First Corinthians 1 said, if I was to Listen to men, serve, I will not be a servant of Christ. Yeah. So everybody has a boyfriend. Look at it. Galatians 1 10. Yeah. If I do please men, if I please men, I should not be a servant of Christ. As soon as you are a man pleaser. You know, whenever you meet a politician, you must remember that this politician, his God is the politics. 
That's what he will listen to. He will not do what is right. He will do what politics determines. His God is the politics. His God is the politics. Hmm. It's amazing. What the politics determines and dictates, that's what they will do. Not necessarily what is right. Amazing. But if I'm to be a servant of Jesus Christ, I cannot choose just to please me. Oh, 10,000, vote for me. 10,000, 32,000, vote for me. Or make a song that everybody will like. When Ida started singing for me years ago, more than 15 years ago, someone said, what, what song is this? Quiet time, quiet time. One day my wife asked me, do you think people like these songs? She was saying, do you think people like these songs? I said, suddenly some strength came into me. And I said, whether the people like it or not, that is what she was saying. <laughs> yes. It does not depend on the group. Yes. One percent. Yes. One day some singers came to sing in our church. Hey, people clap for them. They scream for them. Whoa! I don't want to mention the name of the group. As I sat there, I said, this is the last time these people are here. Never come here again. <laughs> they will never come here again. And they have never darkened the doorway of our church again. <laughs> yes. You see all these beautiful songs Ida is singing? Yeah. I don't care if you don't you don't know it or you don't believe in it or you don't whatever. It's, it's up to you. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. I'm making more songs. You will not get sad songs anywhere. Go and search and see. Yeah. On Apple. <laughs> One day a brother came to me and said, Charlie, I've got a beloved. And then his next question was, if fine or no fine? If fine or no fine? You see, some people, if they are going to marry, it's like, if I or no fine, that, that is what matters to whether people think. You know, some people, their happiness in their marriage is to show off. It's something I've learned over time. When you come around and you pose, you move around, you sit together, you go around together, you move around. I mean, that is the ideal marriage to them. But whether there is food at home or whether there is confusion in the house, that is, has nothing to do with them. What is concerned is that, oh, she's beautiful and he's nice and they are together. They are wearing brown and blue. And this was wearing brown and blue and it's working. Wahoo! It's like you feed off people's opinions. That's why when I preach you, you hear me say things like, Onale beautiful. Onale beautiful. Like you, you see it as a beautiful thing, but not in, so in real life. 
in real life there are slaps and there are fightings and there are quarrelings and there's no bathing, even bathing, basic bathing. There's no brushing of teeth. Some of you, you came to church, you forgot to brush your teeth. You've come. You see them chewing gum in church. Anybody chewing gum in church, it means he didn't brush, he didn't brush the teeth before they came out. That is why they are chewing gum in church. Check your neighbor if they are chewing gum and tell the person, not allowed here. In this church, we brush our teeth. How many are going to arrest chewing gum members of this church today? You just tell the person, hey, go and brush your teeth and stop this. Stop this chewing gum thing here. Now, you see, we found a revelation as to why they are chewing gum. God himself has exposed them. Tell somebody, I want to be like Gideon. I don't need a majority. I don't need to be popular. I don't need a lot of people to approve. I don't need a lot of people to choose. Yes. Do you know that the majority is not always right? Many times the majority is wrong. <laughs> Shh. When Moses came out of the land of Egypt, how many supported him? Twelve spies. How many were right and how many were? The majority were wrong. The minority, Joshua and Caleb, were right. The majority were wrong. All the people who complained against Moses, who died in the, in the wilderness, that's the majority. They were all wrong. So majority is something so fickle and so, so, look at the people, the majority cried for the crucifixion of Christ. The majority said, crucify his blood to be on our head. We, we know what we are saying. His blood to be on our head. Crucify him. I'm telling you, crucify him. You, you can see why following God does not entail getting the support of a lot of people. The masses. Shout. Crucify. We know what we are saying. Not only crucify, but his blood to be on our head and our children. And that is why the Jews have suffered all through the century. If you read my book, The Art of the Overcoming a Curse, if you care to read, you can, you can take that book and only take the chapter on the, the Jews. They call it Deicide, the killing of God. The killing of God by the majority. When I was going to start healing Jesus Crusade, I said, you know, if even people don't come, God has told me to do it. People don't have to come to the crusade. I'll be there. When we went to Passa, the people said, he, he will come. He said, I, they said, I'll come. I don't care what the people said. Nobody comes here. I said, I'll be there. I'll be there. But they said, they will not come. He said, oh, we'll, we'll come. We wait. We'll, say, we'll, we'll take our time, whatever it, it takes. We'll cross every river. We'll be there. <laughs> people don't have to be going. Nobody has to see it even. You don't have to support it. You don't have to, you don't have to even give. Yes. 
You may not know that. Healing Jesus who said, it is not what your support. <laughs> it's something that I, God said, do it, it will be done. I don't know how, but it will be done. I always thank God for people who give. But I tell you, even if you don't give, it will be done. Keep watching. Tell somebody, I want to be a man of faith like Gideon. Number two, I want to be a man of faith like Barak. Do you know any Baraks? The Barak I'm talking about, the the one here. Judges chapter 4, verse 1. Judges chapter 4, verse 1. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan. That reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was Sisera, which dwelt in Harosheth of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried to the Lord, for he had 900 chariots of iron. 900. 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. Then Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth. So this is ladies. She rose up. Yes. She rose up. But interestingly, I didn't see her name. I don't know if her name is in the Hebrews 11 record. It says, she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel. And the children of Israel came to her for judgment. Then she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam, and said unto him, Has the Lord not God of Israel not anointed you, saying, Go and draw out and take with thee 10,000 men of the children of Naphtali and the children of Zebulun, and I will draw unto thee the river Kishon Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army, and with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into your hand. And Barak said to her, If you go with me, then I will go. But if you not go, woman, I'm afraid. And she said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor. For the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And Deborah arose and went with Barak to, to where? Kadesh. <laughs> Amazing. Barak, number one. By faith, you will overcome superior enemies. How many have ever met an enemy that is very strong? 900 chariots. So, don't try except you have faith. Every superior enemy in your life, I declare that by your faith, you are overcoming that enemy in Jesus' name. Number two, Barak, by faith, you will bring to an end long-standing issues. How many have had some long-standing in your short life, you have some long-standing issues? Hey! You are so young and you have long-standing issues already. You are overcoming long-standing issues in your life. What long-standing issues do you have as a young person? Hmm. And number three, by faith, you will chase away the ones who have been tormenting you. In verse 15, the Lord discomfited Sisera 
and his chariots. So that Sisera lighted down off his chariot and fled away on his feet. But Barak pursued after the chariots. You are going to chase your enemy out of town in Jesus name. From today. Look at it. Three things. You see, the, the writer of Hebrews said, time, time, time will not let me. Hebrews 11.30 to talk about Gideon and Barak. So I'm talking about them for you. Yes. Strong enemies will bow to you by faith. You know one of the strong enemies we have in Ghana? Financial. Yeah, financial. The English word. You have the English word. Finish the sentence. Finish the sentence. You are criticizing my English. Finish it. Financial what? Distress. Financial what do we have? Financial problems. 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 Hey. Every time. So when you look at the church, we are, we are, we are building 2,000 buildings. How, where will we get money from? God showed me. Faith. Have faith. You watch and see. You'll be counting them like this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty. Up to two thousand. In Ghana, only Ghana. In our lifetime, practically. Kamalusha Talabala. By faith. Whatever superior enemy of financial distress is in your life, by faith, you are going to overcome it. Faith is a very powerful force. In your, I don't want you to throw away faith at all. I want you to listen to messages. Just listen to it. It's like some invisible sort of something that comes. Is it, that, 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 that it comes over you. And then you sort of change in a sort of silent way. And then you sort of quietly assume some strength. And you are able to do things which look so strange to people. Yes. Keep listening to me. I mean, expose yourself more. Find secret messages. And even keep it to yourself as a secret. And just soak it in without telling people what what you have found. I'm telling you. You will be able to do amazing things. People will look and say, no, how can a man do this? Trust me. Faith is wild. It says the Egyptians are saying or trying to do. They couldn't do it. Because they didn't have, not money, faith. Faith. When we were Kolegono, our church, the whole church worldwide, we had $700. That was our savings. The whole church. Worldwide. Seven hundred dollars. You can ask Bishop Steve Asari. He was our accountant because he was in chartered accounting school at the time. And he was the one controlling the money. And I said, We are going to buy this cinema hall. Cinema hall. I went to see the owner. How much? He said thirty seven million of those. Currency that we had in those times, 37 million, which was equivalent to 100,000 US dollars at the time. So we, we had like 900,000, and the thing was 38. So I bargained with him, he reduced to 35 million. 
which was exactly the hundred thousand dollars. And we had seven the whole church, seven hundred dollars. That was the worldwide savings. Faith. You know the word God gave me? I had it in my spirit. I had it. He said, if you count your pennies, you'll be okay. That was a word. Until his word came. You start to believe things. He said, if you count your pennies, you'll be okay. I said, wow. We did everything. One day we made a model. Just like how they've made a model for the National Cathedral. We made a model. That's how I know what it costs to make a model. Because it was not, it was not a small price. But we made it in a glass case and we brought it and we showed the people, look at the beautiful church we are going to build in Kolegono one day. We have a worldwide saving of $700 and we need 35 million old Ghana CDs. I mean, Ghana CD, I don't know what it was. Wow. And then we raised funds. People gave. I remember one lady, she stood up, she, she got up and she gave uh, I think 50,000. It was a large amount. When she stood up, I heard a voice say she's going to get married. She was not married. I heard a voice say she's going to get married. She got married. She was older, but she was not married. I just heard a voice she was, she's going to get married. Then, when it was time to pray over the offering, our stage was a little high. So, I bent over. Let us pray. So, as soon as I bent over and I prayed, then I heard a voice, another voice. See, I, also, I don't know the voice. It's faith. I heard a voice say, give all the offering. All. (laughs) Give all the fundraising that you have raised and that is here. Give everything to the man who came to preach and to help with the service. And I was bent over like, I almost became the woman in Luke 13 who was bent over for 13 years. I almost couldn't get up. Yes. And then, after the service, I I took the money and I gave it to him. I said, he said, never, it will never, this is for the project. I said, this is the project. This is the project. This is the project. Yes. This is what God has told me to do, and I'm going to do it. You see, you don't prosper because you don't obey him. Yes. Faith is obedience. Obedience is faith. Our worldwide savings, we had no branches. We had no branches. We had nothing. Our worldwide savings was 700 U.S. dollars. 720 to be precise. 720. I don't want to lie to you. 720. By the power of God. We were able to eventually get enough money. Negotiations with the people. Lebanese people. I went to see them. Negotiate. I said, please, give us time. We paid it. We built it and we are building. So when I tell you that we are going to build 2,000 buildings in Ghana practically, I, I pray that you have faith so that you, you, know, you, know, you know be thinking bad thoughts. Yes. And you see, 
People don't know the joy in building God's house. When you build God's house, God will build a house for you. As many as you build, he'll be building for you too. Yes. By faith, you overcome superior enemies. Now, also long-standing enemies. You know, things that are chronic. Chronic is different from acute. Acute is short, severe. But chronic is long-standing. You prefer to have acute renal failure than chronic renal failure. They are different things. Chronic. Chronic. Today marks the end of chronic problems in your life. Now I see you chasing your enemy. Your enemy is running away in the name of Jesus. Yes. You chase him to the sea. Whatever has tormented you. I prophesy the end of that thing in the name of Jesus. You'll be dancing on the head of the enemy in the name of Jesus. You'll be stamping and stomping on the head of the enemy in the name of Jesus. By faith. Yes. How many believe in these powerful prophecies? Believe it. Sit down. We have almost finished. Hebrews 11.32 Shalama, shalama, shalama. Hebrews 11. What does he say? Time, time, time. See, the time is beginning to affect me too. Gideon, Barak, Samson. Judges chapter 16 and verse 17. Ha, it's a sad story. But it has to be told. Judges. Chapter 13, verse 5. As we are at the end of this service, I want you to listen to Samson's faith. Some people say, oh, as for Samson, the actually a small girl said, wow, I mean, Charlie is a woman, man. So, I mean, I don't see how I can learn any faith from him. Charlie, you are joking. Oh, this guy was a man of faith. Hmm. Judges 13, verse 5. He says, Thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. Eh? No cutting of hell, no hairstyles. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel. Out of the hand of the Philistines. Now, in Judges chapter 16, he was able to keep his secret of faith. Amen. Because you see, faith is obedience. You'll be obeying something queer. The man, they told him that, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> just don't cut your hair. You'll be powerful. Really? Really? You see, I, like I'm telling you, the secret of your faith is listen to messages. Be a soaker of mess and be holding your Bible and check your Bible. Check your Bible on your phone. Get the best Bible. Some of you don't have good Bibles. It doesn't make it easy to read your, your Bible. You, if you have a good Bible, what, let me see what you are using. Only if it's not very good now. There are better ones. Oh, yes. Easy. You just touch it and you are flowing. Yeah, that's why you are struggling. Get a better, get better apps. 
your phone here, here, here. You check when you are listening to a message you, from the same phone, your message is flowing. Then you check the Bible. I'm telling you the secret. Me, I was just in my class, oh, medical school, final year. I was listening to Kenneth Hagen. Just like that. I just something I just used to do. I'm, even, I'm giving you a secret. It's in my book, Catch the Anointing. It's the secret. Just like they told us, but okay, don't cut your hair. Just do the same hairstyle. Just do the same hairstyle. Do a pony and just be moving. Hey, that's all. Say, so, yeah, that's all. You'll be powerful. That's my secret. <laughs> Every day, pony. Just, just flow with the pony hairstyle. Really? Is it so powerful? It is very powerful. It's very, very powerful. <laughs> I was listening to Benny Hinn. Ha, mashut, alababa. Yes, kulama, dubara, dibala, dobosila, lamalo, lamakaba. Same secret. God told me, he said, now you know what to do. Now listen. Like that. I, I, I was lying on a bed. I just sat up like this. I just sat up. I knew. Suddenly I could understand what he was preaching. Yeah. And something started to happen to me. That's why today I'm doing miracles. When I was being introduced in Pandai, uh, the man introduced me, said, this man, I know he's a man of God because nine years ago, he came here to preach. And there was a madman, naked, in Salaga. Everybody knew him. And the man was healed at the crusade. He took off, he put on his clothes, he was healed. I didn't even know who he was. He said he was healed. He put on his clothes and he told the whole crowd. He said that. And that madman who was healed came to live with me for one month. I took care. I brought him. And he came to stay with me. A naked man. Madman. And I took him to, back to his hometown in Benin. After he stayed with me. Yes. Miracles. Bible miracles. You'll be seeing greater things in your life. And I'm showing you a secret. Just like Samson had a secret with this. You know, secrets, they don't look like the secret. That's the secret about secrets. Secrets don't look like secrets. It's like, is this it? Every time I've been to Korea, Yongicho comes to preach about prayer. He just opens his Bible, read one verse, close it, and he'll stand there, preach about prayer. And then we'll be wondering, is this the secret of a church you can call Monday morning, 9 a.m., soccer World Cup Stadium, where they have the World Cup final match. Nine o'clock is full. Full. Nine o'clock in Korea, where they make Samsung, LG, Hyundai, Kia. This, that's the capital of those things. Fourth largest economy in the world. Nine o'clock in the morning, I see people don't have work to do. He has called his church members at the age of 80. Shepherds. And they are there. The whole stadium is full. Nine o'clock in the morning. Is that the secret? Secrets don't look like secrets. Secrets don't look like secrets when the man tells you the secret. He says, it is my hair. That's why the girl didn't cut his hair all the time she was sleeping with him. All the time she was sleeping with him, she never occurred to her. As she was holding, he said, oh baby. Ooh, I love you babies. She, it never occurred to her that she was holding a secret too. <laughs> Secrets don't look like secrets. I'm telling you. Secrets don't look like secrets. When the person tells you it's a secret, you will not believe it. But you see, she had, he had told her different things. And she, she couldn't believe that that was a secret. She said, really? It's your hair? This rap basa basa hair? 
This foolish haste, I say, yeah, the hair is the secret. When I tell people the secret to be happy in their marriage, they don't believe it. When you tell them, no, don't, they spoil their marriage by the time they've spoiled it. It's, it's, you know, you see, if you throw knives at somebody, then after, so I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't really plan. Another one, so after, so, you know, I really love you and I really whatever. The person will be wondering. Even though you say I love you, you say I love you, but I'm not relaxed. Because I, the other day you say I love you. By the time you've understood the secret and you believe the secret, you have done so many things that it's not easy to love again. The love is just, I mean, agape love. The, the one that is commanded in the Bible. You just have commandment love. They say I should love you, so sit down. They say this, they say this, they say this. No feelings. I love you, baby. Ooh, I can see Delilah putting her hand through the secret. You know how girls like hands. I'm sure she was plotting the hands. You are plotting the secret. Oh. You, you are playing with the secret. You don't know this is a secret. <laughs> Hearing and seeing. Hearing and seeing. Once have I spoken. Psalm 62, 11. Twice I heard it. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it, I heard it. I'm telling you. When I heard the word, I said, from today you can teach. That's it. Look at me teaching. My, my agenda is too much for me. Yes. I, I have to know how to, to cut down. To even just, yes. Too much. I have so many places to preach, to teach. This one word I had from one message I was listening to in Sumo. You can't be anywhere when you hear one word. And you do it. If you do it. If I hadn't written books. If I hadn't written books. Imagine this church without books. You know, you know what he said in Revelation 11? He says, seal up, write it not. It means all my message would have been sealed up. He says, seal up and write it not. Once it's not written, it is sealed. Seal it up and write it not. Once you don't write something, it is sealed. Yes. So if I had not written, all those things would have been sealed. Seal up the words of the prophecy and write it not. Yeah. Write it not. Not one. Eleven or so. Yeah. No, 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 no. He says, seal up, seal up. Don't say it. And write it not. Do not write this thing because I'm sealing it up. So, obedience, very important. Very, very important. You must follow the secret. So, Samson, he really held on to his secret there. For years, it was Delilah who was able to get his secret from him. How many of you don't have podcasts? We give you podcasts. We give messages on the internet. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Revelation 10. He said, when the seven thunders added, I was about to write. <laughs> and I had a voice behind me saying, hey, seal up. <laughs> 
seal it up and write them not. Every message I didn't write is sealed. Yes. That's why I write. Seal it up. There are so many messages I've preached. Tetelestai, so many things. They are all sealed up. Gone. The ones written. (laughs) Yeah. So the secret. The secret. I was with Bishop Oyedepo in his car. I sat by him. In fact, his pastor was sitting by me. He asked the pastor, get out, get out. Let him sit by me. I uh, sat by him. And I asked him a secret. Yes. I said, I hear you say covenant. Covenant. What do you mean by that? He said, I said, it's the covenant. He said, it's Matthew 6.33. Seek him first. That's the covenant I made with God. I will seek him first. He has, he has given me everything else. That's my secret. Yes. When the secret is told to you, secrets don't look like secrets. So, from Gideon, are you becoming man of faith? Hey, what Egyptians tried to do, they couldn't do. They are saved, but they couldn't. But from Gideon, we saw that majority hmm, doesn't mean anymore what it means. From Balak, we saw superior enemies and long-standing enemies shall bow by faith. Yeah. You know, one day, Archbishop said something to me and it occurred to me. He said, when, when somebody says something, Negative. He said, he said that the, the fact that the person said it, it means it's a thought that has occurred. And thoughts, then I also began to think, I said, and a thought, is, a thought is not a neutral thing. So that's why I said, casting down imaginations. So, so that's why when you hear certain, you say, I block it. Even certain idea, that certain idea should be mentioned. That even the idea that you should be in a coffin, that, that that idea has even come. In the name of Jesus, we cast it out and we reject it in Jesus' name. The fact that that idea has come, it means it's a thought that is roaming around somewhere. And you have to reject it and say, God forbid, I block it, I rejected that idea. No. Don't allow people to just have ideas around you. By faith, you will overcome enemies. And from Samson, we see that the secret is the secret. You may be caressing the secret. You may be holding the messages. You may be holding your phone, which is heavily loaded with it. Not knowing that this is it. That you need to implement Amen. Amen. Hebrews eleven thirty two. That's where we started. That's where we are ending. He says, "What more shall I say?" Are you are you are you people around? Is, is, is there something wrong? Is there something wrong? What more shall I say? What more shall I say? Time will not allow me to tell you of Kidion, the man who stood alone with three hundred one percent. 
Or Barak, the man who chased 900 chariots of iron who didn't have any weapons. That's why we are going to overcome all the financial difficulties, educational difficulties, arm robbery difficulties, whatever difficulties there are. And Samson. Time wouldn't allow me to talk about Samson. Huh? The man with the secret. The man with the secret of strength. Yeah. Supernatural secret. Today your secret of strength is revealed to you. You are going to walk in great strength in God. As never before. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Men of faith. Hold your man of faith. The nearest man of faith. And say Charlie. Charlie, I, 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 I am happy to be with a man of faith. A man of faith. Yeah, a man of faith. I'm happy to be with a man of faith. A woman of faith. A child of faith. Hallelujah. Every head bowed. Father, thank you for the mercies and the blessings of today. We are grateful for your love. Put your hand on your heart. I see a spirit of faith coming into you. Receive a spirit of faith. Overcome all difficulties. All stresses in your life are crushed by the power of faith. In the name of Jesus. Receive the grace of Gideon to walk alone when you have to walk alone. To be 1% when you have to be 1%. To be the only one, the only voice when you have to be the only voice. Father, thank you. Now receive the secret of your life and treasure it and walk by faith and not by sight. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here, you want to give your life to God. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ today. Pray with me. If you are here like that, help me. I want God. I want Jesus. I want Jesus to save me today. If you are here like that, lift your hand. Lift your hand up high and I'm going to pray. You want God to change you and save you. You heard some people testify today and you want to be changed. You want to be saved. Lift your hand up and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. This is your opportunity to be changed and to be saved. If you've lifted your hand, Come to me. Come to the front. Come. 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 Come from where you are. Come from where you are standing. Come and stand right here. I want to pray with you quickly. Say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I open my heart. I give my life to you. I'm sorry I am a sinner. But today, I give my heart. I give my life. I give my everything to Jesus Christ. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. 
Thank you for saving me. Thank you for changing me today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Now, those of you who are here in front, you have now become men and women of faith. And I want to give you one of my books as a gift. And I want you to read it. Take my book. It's going to be a blessing for you. This is a special book. It says, are you listening? How to be born again and avoid hell. Do you want to avoid hell? What's your name? I'm Jojo. Jojo. God is changing you today. You hear what I'm saying? Because Satan wants to kill you. I can see. He wants to kill you bad. But God is saving you. So follow all the things that we say. After this, we are going to meet with you. Follow everything. Obey. And your life will be changed permanently. Lift your hands. Father, establish all these ones in you. Let them not fall away. No. Let them be saved by your power and established in Christ. Thank you for your mercy that you show to everyone here today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. When we close, we are closing in five minutes. When we close, come to this place. It's called Salvation Corner. This side. You see where my hand is pointing? That place. Where they are waving there. Yes, come there. Your life will never be changed. We will never be the same. Amen. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. Hallelujah. It's time for communion. Shakalama Shotala Babanda. Take each, this is my body, which is broken for you. Drink, this is my blood, which was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless It's the communion of the blood of Christ The bread which we break It's the communion of the body of Christ Oh, this is the holy meal It is the meal of God Oh yes It will sustain you It will make you whole Genesis chapter 3 Verse 22 it says, and the Lord God said, behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. Now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life. Huh? And eat and live forever. Wow. Eat and what? Live forever. Verse 23. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden. So as we take this bread, remember what Jesus said in John 6, verse 50, 52. He said, who eats my flesh shall have eternal life. So there is something that when you eat, you live forever. And that's what Adam and Eve forsook in the Garden of Eden. But today, through the blood and the body of Jesus, we have something to eat. I said we have something to eat. And when you take of it and you eat it, 
you will live forever. So in Genesis 3.22, he saw that if they take this thing and they eat, they will live forever. You know, recently in the UK, they checked some meat that they were producing. Sausages, salami, ham, luncheon meat, corned beef. And when they checked the DNA, they found different, different animals in it. When it says it's pork, different DNAs of horses, different, I mean, different, different, different animals. <laughs> oh, yes. That is why, that is why today, they've even declared red meat and some meat carcinogenic, which is that it causes cancer. Yes. Just as even in the hospital, there are some doctors that are known by this age, they get cancer because of the work they do. There are some doctors, they know that when they work here in this department, they always die by this age. It's true. It's known in the hospital. Yes. So what you eat really either gives you life or gives you death. So what we are about to take now Ha! You see, again, it's fatal. You see, I, I, you see, at first, I didn't have faith in the Holy Communion as I have faith in it now. Now I have a lot of faith. I see it as food, something that when I eat, I can live. Yes. So today, as you take of this, even an accident that is supposed to wipe you out, you see that because of you, my, one of my bishops was in an aeroplane recently. I don't want to mention the airline so that you'll be, you don't want to be afraid. He said they took off and there was a loud noise. Boom! And then suddenly the pilot dropped the plane. The plane that was taken off dropped the plane, came back, boom! Brought the plane down, came to escape, boom! I will not mention the airline because I don't want you to be afraid. And he said he saw that you can die at any time. And you know, that day when he told me where he was going I felt in me I said, I called him, I said be safe as you go to this country yes be safe as you go to this I was thinking of something but I said be safe I have not told him that before on that journey I said be safe as you go so whatever agent of death there is working in your life is neutralized by the bread he said, lest they take and they eat and they live forever. Lift it up. Father, thank you. We declare this to be the body of Jesus Christ. And we receive life. Whatever is an agent of death or sudden death in our lives. Is declared, cancelled, overruled, overturned. And it is wiped out by power and by might of the Holy Ghost. The body of Jesus Christ, the bread of life. And now, I said, when sin is completed, it brings forth death. So, by this blood, we declare this to be the blood of Jesus. All your sins. All by this blood, they are wiped out. 
your pride, your negligence, your lust, your jealousies, your fears, your disobedience, your wickedness. Father, by this blood, let every remaining mistake be wiped out. The blood of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands for your blessing. Let your enemies be frightened of you from now. Let your enemies be far from you from now. Let them run away from you in fear from now. Receive the grace of Barak who, who made the enemy to run with speed for his life. I see the name Barak being written over your head. 900 chariots of enemies will scatter in seven different directions. In the name of Jesus, your body is declared whole and healed by power and by might. Your life is extended. Any freak accident, unfortunate play of events, that is determined to catch you as a fish in an evil net. You are declared escape from that net in Jesus. I raise up a hammer and I knock your enemy on his head in the name of Jesus. Your enemy is declared dead by the power of God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Receive grace. Receive grace. I see something like a helicopter lifting you out of your trouble. Lifting you out. You are being lifted out of difficulty. You are being lifted out of crisis. You are being lifted out of darkness. You are being lifted out of difficulty. By the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. And the Lord says, so shall you bless the people. Be blessed. The Lord make his face shine on you. As the Lord's face shines on you, your face will also be shining. You have favor and people will be choosing you left, right and center. You'll be chosen and chosen and chosen. This week you'll be chosen. Next week you'll be chosen. Next year you'll be chosen. You'll keep on being chosen by the power of God. Receive supernatural grace. Supernatural power. Supernatural strength. Supernatural abilities. Supernatural faith. Supernatural anointing, supernatural grace upon your life now in Jesus' name. Let me hear your loudest amen. 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 I see somebody standing there and like a house is being put over you like this and you are inside the house receive your houses now receive buildings now receive lands now receive power to build now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ the Lord bless you the Lord keep you and the Lord make his face shine brightly upon you and upon all that you set your heart to do in Jesus name Amen Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah.
take your offering now as we close. Your tithes, your offerings. What a blessing it is to give tithes. Some people pay for this communion every week. God will bless them with more life. Yes. Some people pay for buses. What a blessing. God will bless. Some people pay for different things. But as you pay, God is helping you. God is remembering you. Always choose something to do for God. Yes. Don't be worried about the 99% of people. It'll be 1%. Today there we are Gideons. How many have realized that Gideon is quite a good name? Yes. And Barak is also a very good name. And even Samson. Some of you have been thinking of, I mean, just of his faults. But God doesn't look at just faults. He looks at the whole picture. Yeah. Most of us brothers, we have Samsonite issues. Brothers, is it not true or it is true? How many brothers realize that you can identify with Samson? That Charlie, you and Samson, like you have similar issues. Similar, isn't it? Yeah. Take your tithes. Let me pray over your tithes. Father, thank you as we present our tithes today. We are so excited. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, tell your neighbor who is not paying tithe by you. Say, hey, you will not pay tithe there. Eh? Something will happen to you. Tell the person, I will not sit by you if you don't pay tithe. I don't like sitting by people who don't pay tithe. I'm afraid of such people. Okay, bring your tithe to the front quickly. Very quickly, walk fast, walk fast, walk fast, walk fast. Don't walk slowly, just walk fast. You know, quick business, quick business, quick business. Anybody you go and meet sitting down, challenge the person. In the name of Jesus, where is your tithe? of us, we are all going to give a good offering. Amen. How many of you know that the church doesn't have any fishing vessels? We don't have any canoes. We don't have a trawler. We don't have any investments. We don't have stocks. We don't have taxis. We don't have buses working business. We don't have bonds or bondage. We don't have any of these things. All we have is you. Is it not amazing? So everybody take out and we only have Sunday. So today is the day for you to give a good offering. Don't make yourself the poverty chairman of the church or of your role. 
Who is the poverty chairman of this room? God forbid. Move away from the poverty chairman because he's at the back. Is it true that the poverty people are at the back? Poverty chairman at the back. They are at the back. You are the far back. Huh? Prosperous ones are in front. Take out your offering and lift it up. Father, how many want to prosper where you don't need coins in your life again? How many want to prosper that you don't need coins? Like when the coins is like, oh, it disturbs me. I don't, I don't, I don't use coins. How many want that? Okay. I'm going to pray for you. From today, decide. Eh? Let me pray about this offering first. Lift it up. Father, thank you for this offering. We give it in Jesus' name. Now, take out your boosters. Coins. I'm going to pray about those coins. You will not need coins in your life again. Coins will be something in the past. Yes. The only way you need coins is to pay tolls. But even now, the toll is one CD. So, until they start charging proper tolls, it's one CD. One CD note. You don't need one CD note in your life. I prophesy over your pocket, your wallet, your bank. In Jesus' name. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that will happen. Lift your right hand with your offering and then your left hand with your booster. Father, I thank you for the release of finances and a level, a level where we will not need coins again. Practically. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, put your offering and your coin down and take your phone. I want to pray over your phone. Take your phone. Lift up your phone. Give me one phone. Give me your phone. <laughs> Lift your phone up. Just your phone with your right hand. Let, let's all stand up. Let, let's, let's all stand and pray. Father, we declare by power and by might to hear good news from this phone. In Jesus' name. Whatever is bad news coming towards our phones, we reject it and we repel it. We block it. We refuse it. In the name of Jesus. Let mobile money be transferred to our phones. In thousands of cities in Jesus' name. Every phone that is lifted up shall have a big account of mobile money on it. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Good texts, good WhatsApps, good information, good things. In Jesus' name. Now, every bad phone and old phone which is not working well 
I declare a spirit of renewal over you in Jesus name receive brand new phones in Jesus name brand new phones in Jesus name brand new phones in Jesus name let me hear your loudest I receive it in the name of Jesus Christ anyone who doesn't have a beloved to put on the screen receive a beloved to put on your screen now may your screensaver be somebody that you like and somebody that you love receive it ten times over in the name of Jesus and everyone shouted amen now lift your two hands like this do you know why I'm asking you to lift two hands because the size of the gift is a car it's a car that is receive cars and supplies of cars cars new cars new cars nice cars your days of truck draw and your days of taxi your days of walking are coming to an end rapidly in the name of Jesus Christ Father thank you for your provision I pray for your people I pray for them some people see it as a joke but I pray for them Lord for your blessing to flow on your children's lives receive a big gift now receive a house that is being it's being put over you just be in a house that God has provided for you in Jesus mighty name Amen the miracle and the prophecy you believe in is the one that you receive in Jesus we believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word for audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Dykewood Mills please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org God richly bless you. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC.